0: In a world in the year 2017. In a time of tradition. In a city where anything can happen. a War that isn't his. Every day in New York City.
1: On the Miami Police Force. In the Deep South. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window. Or when you turn on your television.
0: You can feel it. When you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes.
1: We're back. Welcome back to the video store. You are listening to Late Fees. It's the, it's the, uh, what, what, what did I say last episode? The
2: first of two. All movies
1: in, no movies oh, out. Oh, That's oh, what sorry, no, no, no. All movies in, no movies out. I'm your host, Justin Davis. I'm here with Eric and pafifi and cam it is a huge weekend in pop culture guys have you guys heard
2: it is the 20th anniversary of the matrix
1: yeah so of course we are talking about uh the matrix trilogy on this episode we have a special guest that is waiting very, very 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 patiently right now to talk about it but before we get to that um, I think we pretty much all except Eric have been watching the same We watched the
3: same thing but we all saw the same movie
1: this uh, weekend I, correct? Did,
3: I did not uh, get sucked into the the Avengers vortex I apologize
1: no it's okay you're, you're yeah. completely fine I saw the movie twice I saw it right. I, I'm, I'm, I'm proud yeah. to admit this now up. I, I thought about
2: seeing it a second time I'm, I'll be honest.
1: I'm proud to admit this I saw the first one on an illegal Chinese stream. <laughs> <laughs> Hey. Don't say that on them, no, but the feds are listening. <laughs> and I said, okay, okay, cool. It was a, it was a Defcon 5 stream that I watched this on, so they can't kill me because they already did this money. Uh, then I saw it yesterday, uh, and you know what? I, I had a pretty good crowd. Pretty good crowd. They weren't annoying.
2: My crowd was actually also probably, like, one of the better parts. They were the really apathetic. Really, I, I told you, I was, like, it was basically all, like, late 20, early 30-somethings who, like, obviously wanted to see it because it yeah. was Thursday, but, like, overall, <laughs> it didn't really give a shit about what was <laughs> happening. Like, they were fucking laughing at parts and shit, like, which it was very... It, made, it probably made me like the movie more, that it wasn't in, like, a fucking, like... People weren't clapping. I Always seeing the
1: good in things. Yeah.
2: I, I, listen, I... I I, I, there was plenty of bad in it. There were plenty. I mean, maybe
4: we should skip Avengers,
2: for because what we're doing. Yeah, that. I mean, we're at, well, so it, my it, crowd was awful.
4: Was it? Where awful. did you see it? Did you see it in the yeah. AMC? I saw it. Uh, arc. I mean, arc like the one we went to to see. Um, yeah. us
3: okay. oh The dome. Saw it in the dome. I
4: had people cheering after every. Crying. Clapping. There were tears. Stop crying. I got the full like emotional spectrum. spectrum going to see Avengers. <laughs> but Inc. did you
3: guys bully Jacob Tremblay and spoil it for him? No,
1: no, I wish I did.
3: I wish I did. I,
1: I
4: also love... Some guy
2: got the shit
1: beat out of him Yeah, like, in and, front of a theater. And it wasn't like he,
2: he wasn't like standing around driving by like, Snape kills Dumbledore. And he yeah. legitimately was just like talking about the movie and some people overheard him and beat the fuck
3: up. Real out. psycho hours. Yeah, and and fucking headlines like publications were writing about it like victim blaming. They're like, this is why you don't spoil movies, folks. Psycho (laughs) shit. Absolute psycho. Love this new new pop culture we live in. Uh, Uh, But yeah, that's really, that sort of usurped everyone's bandwidth, I think, uh, that three and a half hour movie, whatever the fuck.
2: I finally watched Killing Them Softly.
3: Oh, the Brad Pitt movie. Wow. It was awesome.
2: It was one of my favorite movies I've watched in probably a year. It was. I loved it so much. Yeah. Uh, it was ridiculous. The cast is so good. Like Ben Mendelsohn, uh, Scoot, Brad Pitt. One of Gandolfini's last roles. Yeah. Uh, Richie Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, Ray Liotta. Like, uh-huh. it, it just. It was. It, it goes. It goes on and on. It just. Was,
3: uh, just <laughs> good late like Obama era like so on the nose anti capitalist. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but I it, love it. That's it, my shit. It, it probably, <laughs> it
1: was,
2: watching it in 2012 i probably would have been like oh my god like jerk off motion like, where, <laughs> <Yeah>. like <they laughs> we love
1: McCain the jerk off like, motion yeah. on, oh, well, on <laughs> leafy's on the tv like half the movie
2: but now it was like oh i really like this yeah this give
3: a little really bit of good. dis, a little bit of like spatial like distance And one, thing I, that one thing I did forget to mention
1: uh since of course we're recording these two episodes in tandem uh it is going to be friday when you hear this but you have probably heard our avengers in game episode on monday because that's when it aired uh, we're not going to go too deep into the avengers because we're going to we're going to long form that shit yeah. for about
3: 2025. we're going to freebase it and i never want to talk about it again yeah yeah
2: that's,
1: that sounds
3: like I'm going to go <laughs> literally crawl into the shower and cry while you guys do that uh, with the with the water running but, but i think we should introduce yeah. our guest yeah go ahead Eric. uh <clears throat> for for our first time of late fees we have someone calling in usually no, we wrong it's,
1: it's wrong. We, Wait, so you weren't him? here. You weren't here. Oh, that's true. I, <laughs> Second time. That's true. I did <laughs>
3: take. I did take a little bit of sabbatical and missed uh, a couple things. Uh, some some crucial developments. But uh, we replaced you. A long me. time follower. I followed them for a very long time. Do on, they follow you? Yes. Yes. It would be very sad if they didn't. If I I would real Stan <laughs> hours. Just fucking bamboozled. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah. And Jay, I'm glad you do because I would have been really embarrassed just now. Uh, no, but uh, 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 one of my favorite writers who uh, always has very incisive, clear-eyed, and funny takes about films that sort of bucks the trend of overly fawning or overly cynical uh, film Twitter shit that we see so much. As a as a writer, uh, you you will get everything you need out of out of review that you you know. That clearly isn't trying to land on somebody's poster when the film comes out. That's why Jay is so good. I'm talking about Jay Rosenfeld, um, a a freelance writer, a film Twitter elite, and fellow Tim League hater. Jay Rosenfeld, how are you?
5: I'm great. <laughs> um, I I'm, I still hate Tim League. That's my number one thing. Yeah, um, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, Jay, I gotta
0: say,
2: uh, this is Pat. Uh, you are my. This favorite is Pat. <laughs> yeah, we should probably read it. Uh, I sound kind of like Gilbert Gottfried, uh, so that's, uh, <laughs> maybe you remember that. Uh, you're my new favorite uh, Twin Peaks content person also, so fa- thank you
5: for oh, that. Oh, great. I just have to say that. Excellent. Yeah, I'm rewatching the whole thing for my Patreon, so every week
0: I have some new dumb thing to post. It's a lot of fun.
3: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and we'll absolutely plug your Patreon, all, all your writing outlets, your Medium page, whatever, ev- whatever you want to let the folks know, but... Uh, it was important that uh, we got Jay on for our Matrix episode that we've sort of been kicking around for a while now because once again, you always have had the most um, impressively incisive takes even on this film as well. So uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna leap into it. Um, do you want to start us off as far as you know your your initial thoughts of rewatching this movie 20, 20 years later after its initial release or uh, what 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 was the special about it for you?
5: You know I haven't seen any of these movies in so so long Same. like i remember you know it was one of the first when i realized that i could just take r-rated movies out of the library and they couldn't stop me <laughs> that was one of the first ones i got
3: That's awesome. um
5: and yeah like for the first one at least i found i remembered it perfectly like i remembered every single shot
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's
5: just so it's it's one of those movies that just it Burns itself into your brain every single line read. I, rem- I was like, I remember how he said that line yeah. for some reason. Um, even if I couldn't have recalled it yeah i just like knew it as it was happening and it's just so you know iconic obviously kind of an overused word but it <laughs> is just every moment of it is so instantly iconic it's just it becomes part of the fabric of what movies are right yeah. away it's just yeah I, god it's so good yes. yeah
1: and i mean let's go back to 1999 for a yeah, second then, you know it's it's a very very weird time for and us and the movie
2: holds up really fucking well surprisingly because yeah. but the
1: thing that i think that makes it hold up so well is that it's, it's virtually ageless. Like, yeah. this movie doesn't take place in a year. There are no pop culture references, no jokes yeah. that could draw you to say, okay, this is from 1997 or some shit sure like that. It kind of
2: has the vibes of uh, the Batman animated series from the 90s yeah. where, like, it's clearly the 90s but the cars are, like, from the, the 40s. 40s. <laughs> yeah, Like, that's what it reminds me <laughs> of. Yeah,
3: and it's, like, it's sort of, like, this sterile uh, like, bland almost, like, being John Malkovich kind of world which, like, uh that to, to make the good part of earth already dystopic and then there's this underground true dystopia like <laughs> like I don't know there's something about those layers and like that internal sort of those internal you know illusions, um, uh, I guess that they, that they were trying that the Wachowskis were trying to peel back you know it's and again it's like impossible to like sort of it's inextricable from its time even though it is timeless like you have to you can't talk about this movie without talking about mass culture then sociopolitical culture then and then how it sort of pertains to now, which, again, holds up. Yes. Pre- frighteningly pre- frighteningly pres- prescient, prescient. It's almost
2: <laughs> like if we had been doing this, like, as a 10-year episode, we probably would have been like, the movie's fucking awesome. Yeah. But, like, you know, and it's a little dated. I would say it's actually gone back to being, like, more relevant Absolutely. now than it was, like, 10 years <laughs> ago. Because yeah. of just, like... Technology is omnipresent for people in ways that like they don't even realize more so than it was then.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, it's like if J- Johnny Newman finally got it right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a what a movie! Uh, speaking of
1: that movie, uh, the, the the Matrix stars Keanu Reeves uh, was going to star Will Smith at one point. Thank and God! I think again. it's actually interesting that Will Smith put out a video. Uh, about a month ago, a month or two ago, I think I sent it to you guys.
2: Yeah, it's absolutely fucking insane. Yeah. Where he
1: talks about why he turned it down, and <laughs> I thought the video was interesting if, I mean, it was it was it was eye opening, you know. His, his reasoning, even though Will Smith is a crazy person, yeah. yeah
2: his reasoning, he looked ultimate unreliable narrator. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
1: but what was more interesting is as how he depicted the Wachowskis at that time. Oh
2: yeah, just like violent misgender.
3: Yeah, he yeah. Like, like, he like dead na- dead named cartooned them. Like yeah. what the fuck yeah. was that? They,
2: they, yeah, they look, I said to Eric, like it's so ridiculous. Like they look like they're in Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Right, <laughs> in this, like, yes. it's absolutely you, insane. Jay,
3: have you seen that video, the Will Smith breakdown? <laughs>
5: I haven't but Jesus Christ it yeah. does yeah. sound great. Like, It'll oh, piss you off.
3: It, it's, it's offensive. Yeah, he he doesn't misgender them verbally, but he it becomes a like a, a, a montage of like they he put animation to it to track the timeline of like how he, when he met them and <laughs> it's just God. the Wachowskis... As their 1999 selves, like, yeah, looking like Fred Durst and. and uh, West the, Borland. Yeah, West yeah. Borland or some <laughs> shit. Uh, oh my God. Uh, yeah, it, it was like shocking. And like, you probably thought, you, you know, he has a million people on his team. Like, one person might have caught that, but that just shows you how broken that guy's brain is.
2: Yeah. <laughs> than getting that so wrong he's pretty lucid
3: yeah like, he's pretty lucid
0: about it, worked it yeah. out for
2: the best for yeah. everyone that i wasn't in, in this movie yeah
3: so how, how do you
1: wrap up the matrix in a, in a quick sentence you know summary before we actually talk about the movie i'd yeah. say it stars keanu reeves as uh mr anderson <laughs> aka neo who uh basically finds that his world is not what it seems he's you know he's a computer hacker uh a computer genius so to speak who finds out or is searching for a guy named morpheus and he's you know he eventually finds him he's chased into the world of the matrix he takes the ecstasy pill oh i'm sorry a a, a red pill yeah and goes into the matrix and that's where our story starts proper where i mean for the time we had never seen anything like this this is to me when i was younger it was the closest thing to i was like 12 it's the closest thing to an anime i had ever seen
2: yeah i Jay, you really hit it on the head. This has to be almost everybody's first rated R movie. Like, yeah, movie. and if it's not like their first rated R movie, it's like the one you like the one you had the most access to. It was the first
3: or, DVD my family. Yeah, so owned. huge DVD yeah. movie. Everyone had this movie yeah. on DVD, and it
2: had the great thing going for it, which was like even in like the most high maintenance parent households, it had they don't they don't say fuck, they would pretty much max out at saying shit. Yeah, and <laughs> also the violence is like all really dark, like with guns and, like, what people think are robots. So, like, it's really easy to get in there as yeah. an R-rated movie They're, when you're a kid.
3: Most of the people, yeah, most of the people you see gunned down are a simulation, but, yeah. again, watching it now in 2020, that sort of is almost even scarier. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and, dar- and more violent. <laughs> the
4: most graphic scene is probably uh, Morpheus in the when he jumps out of the, the wall, isn't it? That, that's probably the most blood you oh, see. Oh, where they're yeah, beating yeah, the are shit out of him? Yeah. yeah, that's probably the most blood you see in this movie. It's yeah. mostly just
1: weird, and, and I said this when I watched it on AMC a couple of months ago, too, when he, when you see the stomach thing, when, when the bug goes in the stomach, oh, I was oh, like, yeah. I literally garly. said, like, they don't make movies this weird anymore. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but,
2: because they kind of, like, assume your intelligence Like when, like, there's no, like, stupid one-liner about what this fucking bug robot is, like, like, you know everything you need yeah. to know about yeah. the bug in the yeah. scene like, They take it out of a little tube They put it in a man's stomach through his belly button and It's then, a tracker yeah, <laughs> And later he freaks out because it wasn't a dream like, yeah. Yeah. It's scary, you know what you need to know yeah. like, it's it's the, the first one is so good For an infinite number of reasons But the, just this like Jay, you were saying earlier about how iconic each scene is And the script is so tight Like It's just yeah. boom, boom, boom Like Every scene, mm-hmm. it's
1: it's lean, two yeah. hours You don't even know you're in a montage scene Yeah when he's training for kung fu, until you like sit back and say, "Oh shit, that was a montage." <laughs> <laughs> when I saw this. It was like
4: I was, of course.
3: You, you were know, two. Yeah. Cam age check. Yeah, we, we do a cam age I was alert probably, every episode. I was
4: probably, like, honestly, like seven, but, like, yeah, <laughs> like, um, but yeah, like this was probably one of the first already films I saw, and my parents actually willingly let me watch this more than other already ones. Like I, on other episodes, I say we do with my grandparents. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, one where like my parents actually let me watch it. And for like a kid, like this had everything I was looking for in a movie. Honestly, like yeah. guns and, and martial arts. Like, <laughs> like, all the boxes that I was looking for. And you me. could also watch it and like
0: seem smart. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this J- is a movie that made me want a cell phone. Yeah.
3: Jay, as far like on, on the filmic levels of, of this, yeah, from, from sequencing to the script to, to the casting, uh, talk a little bit why this movie works so much for you.
5: I mean, it's it is really just the. I mean, it, it just comes down to the fact that the Wachowskis are just good filmmakers. Like they just are. Yeah. They have. They got the fundamentals. They they have such a clear understanding. The action in all three of these movies, the kung fu scenes especially, are so good, and you see something that like, um, you don't see in a lot of like the big blockbuster action movies that come out today, like your Avengers, which are very, you know there's not a lot of flow to them. They're mm. sort of like, they'll have a moment, so there's like a punch, and then they'll cut, and it's like the character's in a completely different location, <laughs> and there's no continuity whatsoever. It's yeah. just moment-to-moment action, whereas like the, the flow of the, the, the action in this movie is so crisp, and just, it's just beautiful to watch because everything just makes sense, and it goes it, one Movement into the other, and this nice smooth. It's just like I feel like I'm talking about a cake or something. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's just so smooth. It's velvety smooth. Yeah. Um, But like, that's what this movie inspires in me. It's just hard. It's just, it is so, like I say, fundamentally sound, but also like, you know, that can sound like a backhanded compliment, but just, it is so fundamentally sound to such a great extent. Like, I don't think there's ever been an action movie, at least not in America, that is just like, Oh, they nailed it at yeah. every front, and that's
3: a really good point. I, I was rewatching the first. I w- I finished revolutions today, and I watched one and two on on Friday, and and just watching this, it was like, and and I think this you know ties into the Wachowskis as as trans directors as well. How there's there's sort of like this femininity to the action, which is very rare. It's like not the brutality that you see maybe in a John Wick, another beautifully choreographed Keanu Reeves film. It's, it's hard. It's rough. It, it, it's a it's a much more. Uh, intentionally and it's still and it's, and it's, and it's, and it's and it, there is intent behind it but it's brutal where where this is like a ballet I'm watching like a ballet it's a dance. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. a literal yeah. it's a literal dance and uh, I was wondering maybe if you could speak to that a little more or if there's if there's other parts of this film that you think uh, need need our um, suffusive, <laughs> suffusive praise <laughs>
5: Yeah I, I think you're absolutely right like there and I think that also this goes back to like as trans filmmakers the casting of Keanu Reeves Keanu Reeves as a like Male action star. He is not a macho action star. Mm. He is not a very masculine guy. He is very, I wouldn't say he's very feminine, but he is very like graceful and he's very lithe and he's very. Uh, he's cute. Delicate. Know, yeah. He is, yeah. He's <laughs> delicate. He's light on his feet. Yeah. He is not like. He's he, a is not a <laughs> <laughs> he is not Schwarzenegger.
0: He's literally he's a computer hacker. Yeah.
5: He is not like. You don't think of him in the same. Conversation as a lot of action stars, even though that's clearly what he is, and he's used to great effect in John Wick in the same way, which is you know John Wick, like you say, so much more brutal, so much heavier that action. But he is also like there is such a grace to his movement in in all of these movies, and I think you know when we talk about The Matrix as a trans film, it is it's so funny that like it took the Wachowskis coming out for that to become like part of the conversation about this movie because. in retrospect it seems so obvious in like every single facet that that's what this movie is about right just this notion of like um neo is this guy who realizes that there is a there is something that you know the he the way he exists his body is not really who he is mm. there's something inside him and that the world around him is forcing him to express that in a different way that that is like just uh, trans feelings one hundred and one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great like, point. Like that is just what that is, um, and the whole climactic part of the first movie where he uh, Smith calls him Mister Anderson. and He says, "No, my name is Neo." Like, mm. come on. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs>
3: That's <laughs> and, amazing.
1: And then that that is actually very powerful because a lot of this movie and his two hour runtime is is him not just not really denying it, but being told by a lot of people like. You define who you are in your own way. Yeah. even that right down to the Oracle saying, no, you're not you're not the one. You're yeah. whatever you want to be. Yeah. and And that's what I love about The Matrix, you know, more more than anything is that this is a movie that its hero is defined defining himself. Like I feel as though it could if it was like Will Smith, Good lord! Like, what would this have looked like? Yeah. You know, like I, I don't think this would have been the same. I don't think it would have had the same effect to me at, yeah. at that point. Well, you
2: said well, you and I were texting about this earlier, Justin, and I think you made a good point that even though the movies are increasingly failures, I mean, I don't even—I I think the second one's good and the third one is not great. But uh, they, <laughs> Justin, you really Such a pregnant—I like really don't like revolutions. And, but you did say that regardless. They did what they wanted to do. Yeah, and and like that's you can tell that's what happened.
1: So uh, a lot of the crux of the movie again is Neil's training uh, to become the one or to find out if he is the one. Uh, there is a foil to him, and that is uh, Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving's character, who is uh, the big bad throughout the whole series. Greatest uh, villain casting. Is
0: ever? he? Like I, mean, I,
3: I, really think he's tremendous. in Yeah, there. it's I'll up really, there. Really yeah, be. Jay, how do you feel about uh, old Hugo? Old Hugo, our, our sweet boy Hugo. I mean. <laughs>
5: God, he's just yeah he, he's crazy good just the way it's so funny that like the, the casting is so good because he, he's not talking in this movie the way that Hugo Weaving normally talks right <laughs> like it takes a good it takes good directors and a good like casting director to see that in someone I think mm. to look at him and be like I, I, I can pull this out of you there's something you can do something that's like crazy good yeah and the what he does with his voice like i won't do an imitation because oh, i know i'm just going it. <laughs> to no, it's I, i'm terrible at, at He's
1: very precious, robotic yeah. he's very robotic yeah he
5: sounds like he sounds like a machine yeah. like how a machine like being forced to inhabit this like meat body that's mm. what he says in, in revolutions he's has this whole like bit about it's like oh this disgusting fleshy prison
2: yeah, it's yeah. a great line it's a great problem um, of his scene when he's uh torturing morpheus in the first one and he's just complaining yeah. about the smell of of humans yes yeah it's so
3: good yeah you oh, can see a constellation of stars on that furrowed brow of his <laughs> <laughs> yeah. also
1: it's, really like it's, great in the in the choreography of his fight scenes as well
3: yeah, he, he, he fucking kind of shows up and like does it all. Yeah, like I with it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Jay, I I th- I don't know if you tweeted this today or recently. How you're talking about like it's an inspired bit of casting, to like not find. I know you weren't talking about Smith and the- or Hugo Weaving in this particular case, Mark but Bean. oh god, <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I th- uh, where you're like you you find and they found someone who could do the voice, not an actor, and then taught them how to do the voice. Like I felt like that, that was the way. All of the, all even someone like Lawrence Fishburne, who's like you don't think of him as like a good in shape kind of guy. I mean, he's a great actor, yeah. but like everyone learned how to do something outside of their own body. Like Hugo Weaving can't fight, but he looks like a fighter in this fucking yeah. movie. Like yeah. ev- everything is inspired as far as the the, the physicality of thing, everything, the acting. I mean, even like um, what's her name, Carrie Car- Moss. Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie M. Carrie Moss. Who like I think this was all of our introduction to her when we first saw this movie. Yeah. She wasn't yeah. a huge American yeah. star yet. Just like everyone everyone and everything down to the t was just you know it's it, it congealed in a way that i, I, was, I was like lightning in a bottle and i don't Carian, think it's been replicated since
1: carrie anne i i, I want to mention here that she gets like really huge great fight scenes in the beginning of both of these movies yeah. where she gets to show off you know all of you know that the trinity is a fucking badass and that they they kind of i do feel as though they Kind of muddle her a little bit three. later on, especially in three. But I think mm. in one and two, like she's pretty sound in, in that. Like she is definitely someone who knows what she wants. But I, I think that it's, it's cool that she gets she gets a lot of chances to show off. You know,
2: the the dodge this. I love moves, that. It may be <coughs> the best kill in the entire trilogy. Of course, <laughs> a lot of good ones.
1: I, I think when I saw this in the theater, <coughs> my mom has this has this uh phrase when we see movies when someone dies they, they, nobody, they, nobody likes she calls it ball game <laughs>
3: so she sees somebody dying and it says ball game yeah so like That's when we funny. were in the theater and we That's saw good. this after, cool. on,
1: after, after the dodge of the scene she says and she shot up, she said, ball game, real loud. And everybody <laughs> in the theater started laughing. <laughs> I will never forget this. When she, like, she loves saying ball. And that, she must That's have some thought. That's
3: real she, mom energy. Like, I love that. Game.
1: <laughs> ball game. So I will never forget that scene just for the fact that whenever I I see it, I'm like, oh, in my mind, I'm like, ball game. <laughs> it's over. Um,
3: but, and, but since we do have, you know, two more massive films to talk about. Um, yeah. Well, let's uh, get through this because, you know, it's. Before
1: it, we do, I, I, I want to. Uh, kind of get through the, this movie first. No, no, uh, no, I'm saying
3: like let's let's get to like the overarching oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. storytelling and, and where this leads us.
1: So Neo is the one, of course. Uh, I I, do, I really want to get to the to the actual hallway scene. It's
2: amazing. That right. scenes
1: caused so many problems for uh, media after that. Like I, <laughs> like you do know this like you know, the Columbine shit happened after
3: that. Yeah, well, yeah, oh. it's impossible. Like I said, this you can I can't was, look at that scene the same way, honestly. I, I have no
1: when idea what the connection
4: the lobby
3: this is when they, when they come the, in through
1: the lobby.
2: Yeah, they, the trench coat mafia. Oh, 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 yes, okay, yes. That that shit is. Uh, I, I thought you meant the uh, the final scene. No,
1: no, 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 no. Yeah, oh yeah, there are two hallway like, scenes. Like, the bank lobby? I meant the, the bank lobby. lobby. Yeah, yeah there, that, or there,
2: that, or that is. Uh, I the filmmaking of the scene is like pretty spectacular. but it is hard to like like it's hard to watch somebody roll up in a trench coat like that. Yeah the duffel
0: belly. Like, it's what you
3: actually imagine like that like, mass shooting are like. Eric, I mean, obviously it's not, but. Eric Harrison and Dylan Klebold those you know, yeah. just like, it. it it's. It, like that's it go, just the go, scene
1: that's played back every time yeah. you saw that
3: and at it, that moment. And it, it goes back to like, just like how many layers of mass culture this movie is sort of inextricable from, <sighs> the good and the bad. And it's, you know, there, there's the 90s paranoia there, Y2K sort of so cyberpunk paranoid thriller that that sort of you know I feel like is I wouldn't say it's surface level but that is sort of it sort of takes the air out of the the text I mean it's not you know there's far, far deeper subtext uh, that that you know we're, we're starting to talk about now but watching this again yeah like 20 years later it's now that mass shootings have become like part of our texture like yeah. we, it's like we're numb to this shit but even yeah it's still chilling watching uh, two trench-coated folks kill cops. Come, come in and roll, roll through <laughs> Well, I mean, we can talk about killing cops. And but I mean, like, yeah, I, I mean, obviously fuck the cops, but it's like, you know, like, it,
2: it, JPEG mafia. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but I love that scene still. I mean, right down to in the end when they get on the elevator and the the one piece of, like, cinder block oh. falls down. It's just, it, it's great. But The uh,
2: explosion of the do- like, the, the flying forward of yeah. the doors looks so good. I mean, so
1: fucking amazing. Yeah. So that leads us to well, Essentially Morpheus gets kidnapped After a, a deal gone bad jo- yes. Joey Pants yeah. Fucked over the whole squad <laughs> another, Fucking Pants R.I.P. to Mouse R.I.P. to Mouse dog. <laughs> uh, we gotta
2: say Joey Pants Another movie where He's just fucking great Choose I mean, scenery here Yeah
3: Every movie he Well he's the scenery in, chewer man with, uh, I think
4: the last time we talked about him Was in Bad Boys
3: Oh shit yes so The
4: steak scene guy. I thought the steak scene Where he's eating the steak That's a great scene It's amazing movie. It's wow. one that's Top, top of the line yeah. but, you, but
1: do you blame them for wanting for, for wanting better no <laughs> not at all been, that would have been my ass I would have been like yo fuck eating this gruel that they serve me every single day <laughs> <Yeah. time." Hey,
4: laughs> cream of wheat every morning <laughs> Yeah.
1: So uh, Morpheus gets kidnapped. N- Neo, of course, saves him. the least. I, I love the third act here because it flows so seamlessly from the building to him being down. At, you know the helicopter scene, which huh, it did not age well either. <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with the helicopter going into the building, uh, Neo going down and becoming the one. Which I think, um, as far as hero moments go, top five hero moments of all time.
3: Yeah, well, there's argument there. That's. Uh, oh yeah. It's sort of yeah the hero the hero shot of all hero shots.
1: Yeah, the standing
2: back up is so good yeah and it gets the like the the like the, the, the compact the, the claustrophobia of like fighting in these apartment hallways yeah. and shit they totally nail it and then i mean the moment when he emerges from the door and the gun is just right on his chest Oof. and he fucking shoots him yeah and you're like oh shit like oh
1: no i guess he's happened. not the one yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then like
2: you just, like you feel like smith when he gets back up and you're like Oh, yeah. shit. It's like, so good. And, like, it's so good that, like, we can still, like, watch it now 20 years later. And it's yeah. still so awesome.
1: I love when he flexes and in in everything, yes. ar- <laughs> the, everything the around w- him
0: flexes. Yeah, speak on it, Jay. I, I was about
5: to say, when I, when I watch this, I've seen this movie so many times. And the way the hallway, like, bends around him as he's flexing, I think, is the coolest thing I've ever seen in
0: a movie. <laughs>
5: it's amazing.
1: It's what you, and at that time, like, it's what I, you know, big Dragon Ball Z fan at that time there. Is what I expected, like the Goku charge up, what yeah. would, would yes. look like yeah. and, on the big screen. Um, so, so essentially, he defeats Agent Smith for the first time. Huh. We're gonna talk about how he comes back. Big square, uh,
3: big square co- quotes around defeats. Yes.
1: Uh, so, Neo, of course, does the coolest thing ever. He's talking to some dude. It could have been me. It could have been you. It could have been anybody. It could have been you, listener, on the phone, and he flies the fuck away. When I first saw this movie and he flew away, everyone in the theater said, what the fuck? (laughs) This shit is crazy. The Matrix ends. Which leads us to... The Matrix Reloaded dropped, uh, I want to say, four years after 2000, this. 2000, 2003. 2003. 2003. They came out the
3: yeah. same year. Yeah, they put out back-to-back to to, yeah, fought, to wrap out it's the, the, the really trilogy. came out in
4: November. Yeah, yeah,
2: which seems crazy now. That was one of the o- only things I sent over in the, the fake-ass outline that we sent over to Jay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ill-advised, I'd say. Uh, uh, it's it's weird. Like, now, even if they shot something back-to-back, they still put a year between everything. Yeah, now. yeah.
1: Uh, the Matrix re- Reloaded, or obviously, well, the Matrix proper, uh, the, the first movie made so much money. One of the, the highest-grossing R-rated movies at that time. Of course, WB threw a fucking bag at the Wachowskis to complete their trilogy. Uh, so we were led to The Matrix Reloaded, which is not more of the same. I think it's, I, I honestly, a completely different, completely different type of film here. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd say so. It, it is really.
4: Jones Jr. Is in this Roy story. Jones Jr. for the first I forgot all about that shit. In the scene. There
1: are a lot of weird casting decisions in these movies from now on. I love
2: it. Like, the Wachowskis just love that type of shit. Like, this was just, like, the precursor for, like, what they went on to do with, like,
4: every movie they made afterward, basically. It's crazy that Will Smith was supposed to be in this and Jada Pinkett had, like, a prominent role. Yeah. Like, you're, you're looking at, like, the,
2: the like, other guys and the Captain's, like, yeah. it, and they are like, how did he not end up in this? Yeah. Like, exactly. it makes you wonder, like, how much were they, like, really talking to you?
3: And also, just a quick side point, Jada Pinkett, once again, proving why she is the most underappreciated. Every time she shows up in anything, Magic Mike, Double X, XL, oh. The Matrix. She just fucking steals. I steal- can't
2: believe you're St- here to plug Double XL <laughs> I plug Double
3: XL, XL everywhere I go. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> it's that is a masterpiece. I don't care what anyone says. But yeah, Jada always comes in and owns she's,
2: it. She has the energy in those scenes that basically nobody outside of Keanu uh, and Carrie uh, and uh, Lawrence has. Yeah, I mean, she's the only person who kind of matches them.
4: These geotherms confirm the last transmission of the Osiris. The machines are digging. They're boring from the surface straight down to Zion.
0: Mother. I'll avoid the entire perimeter defense. How fast are they moving?
4: Control estimates their descent at 100 meters an hour. Shit.
0: How deep are they?
4: Almost 2,000 meters.
0: What about the scans from the Osiris? They can't be accurate.
4: They may be. What?
0: It's not possible.
4: That'd mean there are a quarter million sentinels up there. That's right.
0: That
1: can't be. Why not? A sentinel for every man, woman, and child in Zion. That sounds exactly like the thinking of a machine
3: to me.
4: Morpheus, glad you could join us.
3: Niobe. To bring us back to uh, reloaded, you know, a very uh, no pun intended loaded, loaded. Um, you almost
1: know. too, almost too jam packed. Even even though they knew they had one more movie, uh, I, I said this to Pat earlier. It's almost like they tried to build a universe as the movie was going on. Like a lot of this felt like they were literally writing this as they were going. Like, okay, mm-hmm. we got to introduce these characters, and Zion looks like this, and Zion, they're gonna have sex, and they have these really great fucking parties at Zion too. Yeah. Which, <laughs>
2: so they make that party look way better than it would.
1: Be. That party
3: looks stinky. Yeah, I would not looks, be
1: there. It would
2: suck. To me. <laughs> like I know they don't have a lot to live for, but I would be one of the people who's like, let's just go
3: home. I, I think uh, you know not to immediately dive into to subtext, but. Um, I, I, I'm glad we brought up the, the orgy scenes because, you know, this movie is like a confluence of like an orgy of violence and like an orgy of like just bodies slamming against each other. Wow. And like, <laughs> you know, and like in, I feel like in a very beautiful cinematic way. And, and Jay, uh, a, a, a mutual of ours, um, Josh Lewis, I, I, I go back to his letterbox uh, of this film and I think he like nails it on the head about like the indelible image of this movie is like this orgy of, you know, black and white and brown bodies sort of gyrating against each other and like men and women and, you know, non-binary folks sort of colliding in this way. And it's like sort of sort of the the beating heart of what the Wachowskis were trying to get at.
5: Yeah, there's so much like that is their vision of humanity. It's all, yeah. it's it's people uh, and it's not, uh, you know, existing together in a very, you know, obviously there's a sexual element to this, but sure. it is a, it is not a, uh, it's not, that scene is not like sexualized in the way we think of like, it's not sexy, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Exactly. But it is sort of this vision of humanity is like uh, merging together, being one thing,
0: mm-hmm.
5: being, uh, you know, yeah, be, being together. And it is, it is beautiful. And I can see why people at the time thought it was really weird. and kind of. <laughs> 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 um, it's like 20 it, minutes it, it, into it's the movie. So long, yeah. it's,
2: it's, it, it's not just like, it takes up just so much screen time. Like the, the movie has a lot of scenes that take up like just a shitload of screen time. Yeah, there aren't that many like big sequences in the movie, and it's one of the big sequences in the movie. But yeah. I
1: think the movie, like I mean, just the crux of the plot here is obviously the movie is very central. The central theme is Neo and Trinity's you know uh, relationship, relationship, and in their love. The movie starts off with a pretty much a flashback or a flash forward to what's going to happen in the movie uh, with Trinity. She she's fighting some agents and she gets shot, and the, you know Neo wakes up in uh, pretty much outside of the Matrix. And, uh, I mean, a lot of it is really him knowing that what's going to happen to Trinity soon and how he's going to fix it and how he's going to pretty much, like, figure it out. But on the other end, they introduced something that I hate the movies do, and that is, like, political strife. And I, and I think it's so crazy. That within Zyra. Within Zion, I'm like, even yeah. within this movie, there's still political strife. So, like, they have not escaped anything that, that has happened in the other dystopia above them. Yeah. So it's like... Really weird. They they
2: would have figured it out, I feel like. Like in Zion, like there's not that many people. Y'all are broke! You're broke! What what could there be? Like (laughs) The, the defense people like get mad that like there's like not enough food for Like they again, they all eat gruel. like, yeah, what, like what, what, what are
1: they fighting? Eating with? fucking porridge. Uh, but Morpheus, he's not very well liked,
0: uh, <laughs> no, from what we no, said not
1: at all. <laughs> they, they don't like him in uh, on on old Zion there. But he still gets a chance to do his uh, the warriors. Uh, Can you dig it? Speech <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at the These party.
3: Machines. It's, <laughs> it's so good though. Yeah, he, he
2: is fucking. Yeah, he gained a couple
3: pounds from the last movie too. He's been eat- he was eating better.
2: Yeah, they what's that shit that Mouse invented that, uh, The uh the, the oh no it's the synthetic
1: just talking about other the shit, synthetic I think. food yeah. or whatever. Uh, oh, so essentially it's also like kind of like a heist movie too, where where like they're yeah. trying to get the keymaker, but he's like an actual person they're trying to heist. Yeah. And yeah,
2: it gets a little complicated, and I don't. I'm it gets complicated, but I don't give a shit. But, <laughs> oh but it gets complicated that like when you start talking about like programs as people. And you're like, okay, but how so basically they're people. Like we're just ba- saying that like if, if a character
1: is a program, mm-hmm. like that's just a thing we're saying for the movie. Like yeah. they're a character in the movie. Because like the big reveal is like the oracle is a machine. Yeah. And yeah. Which is like I thought was like, oh, jerk off motion. Like, okay, of course she is. The
2: thing that they never really explain is like they they kind of dabble in explaining her role compared to the architect's role, but other characters kind of laugh off her uh, involvement or her capacity like yeah. Yeah. as being the same as his. And I both like and dislike that. Like I think it's good that they keep this mystery open, but they also really don't define what any of it means at all, uh, which is again both good
3: and bad. yeah. Yeah. Sometimes when you over-explain, it was we talked about this when we we had we talked about us on on two episodes ago, and how sometimes you explain to a fault at times too much, uh, yeah. and it sort of like causes like, I, the weight crumbles underneath it. It's because like, it, then it would be like. An impossible premise to uphold. I mean, Jay, how do you feel as from a storytelling perspective uh, that how two fits into the to the to the big picture?
5: You know, it's interesting because two is simultaneously this really like tight, focused. A specific story. It's like we have to do that. We have to get the keymaker so Neo can get to the source. Yeah. That's the one sentence, like pitch of this movie. Yeah, that's a logline. That's <laughs> what the whole movie's about. But at the same <laughs> time, it's like blowing up the entire world of this franchise mm. and explaining, like, exploring all these different avenues and the, like you say, the political strife in Zion and mm. the different factions and like the notion, like, there's a line about how you know there's only old people on the council. <laughs> the, the young people don't have a voice. It's like, okay, that's. I didn't expect to get like commentary about. Zion politics in this
0: movie
5: (laughs) Um, and also everything with the architect at the end which I think is on on rewatch I think is pretty cool and interesting but it's like like, it's two different movies yeah
1: yeah um, what do you guys think about the fight scenes
3: in Reloaded
4: uh, the oh, highway man. scene is fucking awesome yeah, I, love I think the it's
3: point. so cool Yeah I think that's an all timer I like
4: the opening the scene when the agents show up to the like meeting That one, I, I liked it when I was younger That one is too fucking
1: long That's I like a 15 minute how fight long it
2: was, Especially because you know it's just all prologue yeah. uh, and I do like the uh, upgrades line Yeah, and, yeah like, that's How, how do they not give them better upgrades? Can
1: we, can we talk about, let's talk about Agent Smith here Okay So, w- what the fuck?
2: Why, why does he come back? They, they don't
1: explain anything. For everything they explain
3: in this fucking movie, they don't explain what the fuck he's doing, why he's back, what he's doing, until the third movie. Because the Wachowskis aren't fucking Marvel. They actually know when they have a good villain and they keep it. <laughs> okay, but
2: I, I, I wouldn't say that this is the best
5: explanation, but it, it
2: appears to be the, 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 like, he set me free type of thing is, like, be, be, I guess this is how this works because Neo destroyed him like so specifically. Like it's not like he, he went in inside head. of him. He, like yeah, he like self-immolated inside of Agent Smith, and because of that, instead of just like regular dying and like going back to the source or whatever, he like remanifested like as a virus. Yeah, as as himself, but without you know. It the, was giving me It but. was
1: giving me past the future vibes here, where it's like okay, remember in Last Jedi when uh Kylo Ren and and uh what's her face Ray were like they they had like that telepathic like yeah thing yeah. that's what it gave me vibes of
2: yeah it felt like that were like that, like even like something is like a, like Harry and Voldemort type of yeah thing. Like, all villains have like this
3: link, like, link. yeah like, it it's, always it's, comes back to uh, Harry Potter Jesus Christ <laughs> <laughs> Actually, listen, listen, John, Harry Potter came out after I know so, I'm joking so it could be stolen I think that, hey, like, did you guys know Trump is Voldemort? Oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> Have you? Is that joke been told on Twitter yet? Uh,
1: Sorry. I, I think I, one th- the reason I asked about the fight scenes is because I feel as though there is not one fight scene or scene here that is as uh, epic. As the first one in Reloaded, I think. I don't think that. I don't think people remember that. Like if you talk about Reloaded, they'll talk about how bad it is. They won't talk about the highway scene. Well,
4: it depends on who you talk to. I think that's because true too. The highway scene. I think as far as regular hand to hand combat and fight scene, there isn't anything here that's as good as the final scene in um, the Matrix. Yeah. I don't believe so. But I think the highway scene is one of the. As far as for movies go, as movies go, for me, I think that highway, that high speed chasing was one of the more enjoyable like action scenes yeah. that I've seen in a while. A lot of it doesn't make sense. But, um, <laughs> I hate the ghost.
3: I hate the ghost. And the twins. <laughs> I, love the I love the fucking I, twins, man. Yeah. And it goes back to what Jay was saying when Neo and um, or excuse me, Morpheus um, is is fighting in, in that like that close um, like elevator sequence where he yeah. jumps out of the wall and stuff. Like there 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 is just like a a, a crisp clarity to everything even if it defies physics or there's just still a visual logic to how the wachowskis shoot these yeah. action sequences when that Morpheus jumps yeah. When the trucks hit each other it's yeah. incredible it's yeah it's, I know, it's it's like it's it, it, just the grand the, the, the bombastic oh, scale of all these are just we, we you we have to chefs kiss it briefly the,
2: I think the reason a lot of this like ridiculous world exploration works uh, is because of uh, the Merovingian.
4: I, I was just about to bring him up, and I, well, as far as fight scenes, I thought the scene I don't remember in the movie and everything. I thought the scene where he comes in and he brings like his whole like the squad. squad yeah. and Neo fights them. I thought that was a pretty good scene as well. Yeah. But Neo was like
1: God. He should be he punching their. Yeah. He should be yeah. punching their brains yeah. out. Like <laughs> he
4: hits them with the axe in his hand and yeah. like leaves. Like I thought I was, that was pretty interesting. I thought that was a pretty like cool sequence of the film because they try and
1: depower Neo too yeah, much in these movies.
4: Because in the beginning, like when mm. they show up, they were like i'm paraphrasing what the agent said they're like he's only just a man yeah whatever. yeah so it's like but you still get this aura of like invincibility from him like you're saying there's still like parts of the film where he Dep- is depowered yeah he's still yeah. human like
3: jay how do you read that uh as far as uh, neo's mortality and you know making him bleed like like he's xerxes or something
5: you know it's it, i i definitely get that but also there's a there's an extent to which it's just hard to complain because the fights are so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mind watching him just wipe the floor with every single person he encounters just because it's, like, it's awesome. Every All of his fights in this movie are great.
2: One, I think the jokes, the jokes in these movies are a, a little uneven. A little further, oh, they've dated. Further removed from from the, the situation, but some of them are still pretty good. And again, I, I just could like praise the Mirabindian all day, but his delivery of like Okay, you do have some skill. It's pretty good <laughs> he murders everyone in yeah.
1: ten seconds. It's so awesome. Uh, one one joke that that's gone unsaid is when uh, Morpheus pulls out a katana on top of a truck. Oh
2: yeah. He, yeah no, that, that, no. That what was, was the point of that? That was just like
3: it was. Uh, it's a nod to the kung fu. Yeah. Uh, on a truck. But, they, but that's like the like the uh, literal collision of like American action and. <laughs> And Japanese Kung Fu It's just like We're gonna put We're gonna put this graceful uh Kung Fu action sequence On top of a fucking Chevrolet yeah. Yeah, Like the Jesus the like, graceful <laughs> weapon That exists
2: yeah. And like we're gonna crash A semi-truck right Yeah
3: It's so like It's like the best part of like, Amer- like the, 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 the dumbest yeah. American Exceptionalism
1: Think about it, though, uh, exceptionalism. 2003. Katana Kill
3: Bill was out oh, yeah, We're in they were the, Blade Blade 2 Was yeah. 2002 we, we were two years Into the Iraq war Big SUVs a Big deal You know <laughs> <laughs> Ga- gas gas guzzlers in the war for oil, baby. And we sent every
2: guy to Iraq with a katana. Yes, this is fact. This is fact. <laughs> so
1: early on in the Matrix Reloaded, uh, Smith takes manages to take over someone's body and, and uh, go back with them uh, to Zion. Bane. Bane. Uh, Bane is pretty much a kind of like a red herring throughout the movie, where it's like, is he? Will he? Won't? Won't he? Yeah. Uh, when the real red herring, there's that, a couple of them. There's a couple of them in this movie. Wh- whether Trinity will die or will she not? The the actual key maker, all that stuff. Yeah. It all gets wrapped up surprisingly throughout the movie, and at the end, you get the the uh, ending stinger. Uh, well, obviously, Neo does a Superman and uh, turns back time it speeds all the way yeah, up all the way i've there. never so seen there. anyone move this oh, fast shit, <laughs> <laughs> oh i also love uh harold harold uh character. those that's Link. yeah link um, they,
2: they, uh, one of the tank and dozer the two brothers from the first one yeah. who are fucking fantastic uh cypher kind of kills both of them but then dozer appears to not have tank died. lives and that's when he says uh believe it or not you son of a bitch you're yeah. still gonna burn he shoots him with the gun and it's awesome but, like, then he's still alive at the end of the first Matrix. So, like, he dies off-screen? I, p- I think
1: it's... I think it's... in the video game, I believe. Okay, yeah. okay. That terrible <laughs> video game that came out before Matrix Reloaded. Oh, is that... A, that's a thing? You yeah, it was... Uh, every... In yeah, everything I, is I canon like that in that game. That, in that game. game. I had it on Xbox. Yeah. Yeah. I got it for Christmas.
0: Shit. The yeah.
3: video game's canon. Yeah. I, knew, yeah, I knew the games existed. I didn't know they were... They were, like, part service authority. continuity. Oh, fuck me. You know how the
2: animatrix even though it has like nine movies does have like pretty canonical stuff in it like it has the actual robot uprising i will shit. say yes
3: but i watched it on mushrooms i don't remember anything. jesus okay. christ
2: I, I haven't watched it like since high school and like seeing like a final fantasy style woman in a thong during a fight scene was like peak living for me So she's <laughs> like a lot but it does have a lot of canonical stuff in it and so does the fucking enter the matrix game where basically you just want to like do bullet time mode the entire time. And exactly. there is a cheat that lets you do that.
1: Yeah, and yeah.
4: you play as a Ghost and Niobe, the Jada Pinkett Because right they're like, they're in the Reloaded. Isn't their job to like get the ship somewhere or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's their story like in the video. Holy
1: yeah. shit. Yeah. And that's, it, that's ends,
4: it ends right as Reloaded starts. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It ends right when Reloaded starts.
5: They yeah. like shot scenes with Jada, like exactly. live action yeah. stuff for that game, Yeah, yeah. right? Oh my god. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I would do a Let's Play of that, era Because it's actually kind of interesting because there is a lot of live action stuff in the game my life is a lie i yeah. had no idea I,
2: I was honestly surprised by I, I think how much i was bringing from enter the matrix into like projecting that onto reloaded yeah like but oh no this is stuff that's just from the video game like i thought these like, <laughs> ghost doesn't even fucking speak in the at movie. all, <laughs> all, <laughs> all. But, like, i thought he was like a huge character he's a video game person
1: uh, so, in the end, uh, Neo does say Trinity. He digs a bullet out of super her, her, super her heart, heart, under heart right? Her heart, yeah. yeah, under her heart. Uh, and they do get, they go back and they're like, you know what, I love you. And he's like, you know, what? I love you too. And then the stinger. I, I always hate, like, I, I hate to love the actual end, uh, end of movie stinger for, for uh, Reloaded when they, like, he opens his eyes, and the movie's over, and you get another Rage Against the Machine song. Yeah,
2: but, okay, but before that, when he stops the Sentinels in, like, outside oh, yeah. like, of the Matrix, yeah. I think it's, like, a, like pro- one of the biggest moments of the entire series, yeah. actually. Because that's where, like, there's a shitload of different interpretations can have. It breaks the rules. You can have. Well, maybe. Uh, it either... Uh, you can either go with, like, he basically... Uh, they predicted how important, like, Wi-Fi would be, more or less. Yeah. And his connection to the Matrix was so strong that he, like, carried it with him even when he wasn't plugged in. Jesus. Or uh, that they were still in uh, another Matrix, Ooh. which is a very popular uh, idea
4: yeah. about the movie. That, that, a that, popular that reading. no one is ever actually in the real world. We have not discussed, arguably, probably... The most like memorable part of the movie, as far as me, like Agent Smith being able to have clones and all of these. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like. Let's talk about the. insanity. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: probably the last major scene we still have to
4: discuss. Yeah, like the, the park fight. Exactly. Like I Again, too long. Yeah, that was an <laughs> extremely long, scene.
1: way too long that of a fight. Long. I I think that a lot of well, obviously that was the. Uh, the advertisement for the movie was him getting on the pole and yes, running across yeah, yeah. them. That was the, the money shot of yeah. the trailer.
2: Trailers used to be so fucking awesome. Yeah. In the
1: movie, to me, tw- uh, not even 20 years later, but a decade later, like, not so strong to me this time.
2: It it looks, a lot of the stuff it in these looks movies good. It looks good.
3: Yeah, yeah. surprisingly. Plenty
2: of it doesn't. Uh, the Gundams that they're using in the third movie the with, like, the, bl- yeah. the mid- things... Those don't look very. They look good. like hot toys, toys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the,
3: the, yeah. The Sentinels actually kind of get worse looking the deeper into the frame. I was like, it looked better in '99 compared to 2003. How,
2: like, that's why yeah. the, the Star Wars movies from the '70s look better than
3: the practical technology. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like that shit ages.
4: Or let's talk Ooh. about the Thing, and how the original the Thing looks way better the horror movie than it does the
3: two thousand Oh right. Yeah. Oh, the movie. John yeah. Carpenter. Yeah. I oh, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised
1: you even saw that movie. I, yeah. I I think it's one that's one of my favorite films. The,
4: the
0: old one, right?
3: The old one, yeah. Okay. Uh no, I was I'm glad we brought this up because we have such a diluted and just like degenerate view of superhero movies now because of we've been inundated with them off you know, these algorithmically made assembly line bullshit movies that Marvel gives us and you know, I I, I think that I mean I don't want to relitigate Batman versus Superman, but I feel like that's the better looking of all those superhero movies yeah. but anyway I re- I watched two or uh, reloaded yesterday and this is th- the wonkiest the CGI or the the, the special effects look but there's still it still looks better than like the the orgy of flames of like maybe Wonder Woman at the, at the third act you know <laughs> what I mean like it is a it is a relatively strong third act you know sequence that sort of ties the movie up and yeah there's it's like a. It's way
2: earlier in the movie
3: I thought it was one of the fi- when he's fighting all of them in the park. Yeah, I think that's oh, like was... the middle of the movie. Oh, uh, these movies it's like the first hour. It's like the yeah, first the, hour. They're all over the place in yeah. terms of pacing. because this one 2 is two hours, sixteen minutes, I think. Yeah, and then three is it's just, like a just, clean two, two hours. Too. Yeah, like, I was actually pretty impressed. Yeah, yeah. P- pacing aside, I feel like this movie still looks better than half the shit that we're getting now. As far as you know, big budgeted, you know, blockbuster spectacles. Tint, I just think all these
2: characters are so cool. Yeah. Like, the plot is so shaky and gets so much shakier in the third one. Yeah. But at least for the second one, they they hold it together pretty well. So
1: uh, just a, as a wrap-up before we take a break right here, Matrix 1, we're all keeping this in the video store, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, Jay, I forgot to explain the uh, the gimmick here. That, <laughs> That's not a gimmick. Uh, the gimmick is not, it's a, real bad life. It's not a bad <laughs> word. It's not a bad word. The, 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 device, the device that we use to rate these movies, where we keep them in the movie store, or we let them check out. We don't care if it ever comes back. So we're gonna keep the Matrix in the movie store. Yes, and, video uh, store, man. And Get the, the gimmick right. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: yeah. What is that? Well, where are you, Eric? Oh, I'm heading to the movie store.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm 57 years old. I don't know if I told you this. Uh, uh, but yeah, and how, how do you feel about uh, two overall, as far as whether it's you know a, as filmmaking proper or just as a as an anchor in the trilogy? What, how, what are your feelings on two?
5: I like 2 a lot, you know, on Rewatch I remember I think that part of the reason that 2 and 3 are so often, like, maligned is that people saw them right back to back, so they remember the worst parts of 3, and they remember that as being part of 2 They that's just remember point. them as one thing Absolutely. but, like, and I think that's what I remembered them as, like, as well I've, I just remembered every, all the all, you know, we'll get to 3, but, <laughs> yeah I like on Rewatch, I really liked Reloaded, I think it's a lot of fun There's the, a lot of the, the highway chase is incredible. Um, there's a lot of great action. The way it kind of blows up the world is cool and interesting and, and, and and thematically uh, dense in a way that even in the way that even the first matrix wasn't, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of, it kind of, it gets into it in a more specific way. Whereas the first matrix is very broad and kind of like pulling from every philosophy book you could possibly imagine. (laughs) It's getting like, and then in Reloaded, it kind of is like, all right, well, here's the action. Here's the couple of ideas we're kind of
4: we really want to talk about
1: so we're going to keep the matrix and you know what i'll, I'll keep the matrix reloaded
4: i'll keep it I, I liked it overall yeah i'm keeping both the matrix and the matrix reloaded Reloaded's it's not the first one but it's still an enjoyable watch for me yeah
2: and the the stuff it introduces for me is i consider it so important to the movies overall yeah like, it's you
1: gotta have it you absolutely have it. uh so when we come back we're going to talk about a man in a train we're going to come back with the <laughs> matrix Revolution, Ah. (laughs) the matrix revolutions on late fees. We'll be right back.
0: Do we have a deal, Mr. Reagan, you know, I know this steak doesn't exist. I know that when I put it in my mouth, the matrix is telling my brain that it is juicy and delicious. After nine years, you know what I realize? (sighs) Ignorance is bliss. Then we have a deal. I don't want to remember nothing. Nothing, you understand? i don't want to be rich you know someone important like an actor whatever you want mr Regan. all right you
1: are not you you are the one and you're listening to late fees the matrix episode i'm justin here with eric pat cam our special guest
3: jay what's going on jay you're good I'm I'm
0: I'm good. I'm I'm ready to go. You are
3: surviving? Th- yeah. Thanks for hanging uh, this long. <laughs> it's almost as long as uh, the first two Matrix movies. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and speaking of that, uh, we are going into the final. This I, I don't know how this one's gonna gonna shake out. I think we're all gonna be all all a little divided on this one. Are yeah. we?
2: Are we? I mean, I'm gonna be positive on it. Like for bigger reasons, but my complaints about specific aspects of it are massive. Yeah. Uh,
1: we are talking about The Matrix Revolutions, uh, released uh, a mere six months later, after yeah. uh, The Matrix Reloaded. Uh, the, the hype for this, I mean, even before we get into the movie, the hype for this movie was
3: astronomical. A cultural cataclysmic moment. It's yeah. so
2: weird that we're talking about this this weekend. Yeah. This, like, the Reloaded Revolutions combo Ignited all of this, right? Because Pirates of the Caribbean did a few years later, and then uh, I want to say a year later. Final two movies. Uh, uh, Twilight split its final two movies. Mm. Uh, the fucking what's the Jennifer Lawrence one uh, with the birds?
5: Hunger oh. Games. Yeah, Hunger Games. Games. Hunger Games. The birds. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, uh,
3: Birdemic.
2: Yeah. Uh, that that one, the the final one of that got split into like all, that all of that shit happened and then because of those things the the MCU and every CU yeah. that we're now getting I I genuinely think yeah. happened because of the, the this
3: thematically structurally uh filmically this the the Matrix the Matrix trilogy is DNA is implanted in everything yeah. literally everything yeah. blockbusters and not blockbusters so
1: this is a war movie I mean I think it's safe to say this is really like it's it's the climax of, of everything that, that has that has gone on. Very little kung fu in this movie no. whatsoever. Yeah. I, I, I said uh in my notes that they the Wachowskis basically built up a bunch of red shirts in the in the previous movie. Yeah. Just to have them all killed heeds, brutally heeds, heeds in this Zion. movie. Just yeah. Dis- dispatched brutally. Uh, you finally see the war on Zion proper with the Sentinels finally coming and breaking through the wall, and uh, a lot of the Zion people that you care or do not care about or whatever, <laughs> uh, you know, having their final stand. And a lot of it is, is really uh, juxtaposed with Neo, who is now blinded after a fight with Bane uh, slash Smith, uh, trying to find the, the heart of the Matrix and to, you know, get to the bottom of it and fix everything and stop the war himself. Um, not a lot of Neo in this movie.
2: No, I mean, he, the, the movie kind of has, like, three major sections, which is the beginning section where they're, like, going to get Neo back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then there's the middle section, which is basically the, the entire war, war the, which is the worst aspect of the movie to me. And then there's the end, which is Neo... Uh, the bane the shit happens on the ship while the war is happening, mm-hmm. and then Neo and Trinity get to the Machine City, and then Neo fights the Smith, aka clone at the source. Goku versus
1: Vegeta. At yeah, the end. Uh, <laughs> and
2: the first half—I said this earlier—the first half hour is awesome, and the last half hour is awesome, and the Zion shit in the middle is real drag. It's yeah, really it drags.
3: Yeah. Real drag. It drags. But before we get to the the middle uh, drag, just my favorite part of this movie is is within the first ten minutes where this absolute unit delivers <laughs> delivers the line over my big dead ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I threw my remote control up in the that. air. It is such an iconic line where, where they're breaking into to the gun vault. Uh, just, uh, it's just. There's another amazing. big
1: ass part where, where Jada says, "Oh, she's got a big ass." Yeah, I, I used to think that was hot. A
3: <laughs> lot, lot, <of, laughs> lot, lot of ass stuff is which I'm a fan of. Let's yeah, let's yeah. keep it real. The I
2: love <laughs> the it's kind of, the thing with these movies is there's the scene where the guy who's like getting his daughter to go live with the Oracle at the beginning of yeah. Revolutions uh, the girl's Sati I don't know if they say her dad's name in the movie they
3: do uh, I'm blanking on it the uh, there's
2: a lot of side characters in this but he, his speech about like you know just the nature of the Matrix and the nature of words and shit that is actually pretty good even yeah. though it's like kind of broad and doesn't really mean anything <laughs> uh, but then Neo's conversation in the engine room with the Zion elder the uh the guy who kind of looks like John McCain. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my God. Sort of, you know, like,
1: that is like. A trope on like, late fees is that we don't know any of these characters' names. He's bugging his,
2: like, look, we need machines, and they need us. And I'm just sitting there, like, yeah, we fucking know. <laughs> but what, what are you talking about? Of course. Like, get back to the broad, like, what does the word love mean? That's, that's yeah. what these kind of nail. <laughs> and then you get this train man moment, which is. This Trainman
1: is yeah. when I said, you know what? I think the Wachowski's lost the plot here. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the guy, the Merovingian, like, is so on top of things. He has a daytime club and a nighttime club. And those are the <laughs> only places he goes. He's very rich. And he has guys like the train Man is, like, his most important employee. The train Man is, like, a hobo who's trying to kill them with, like, the six-shooter from <laughs> Dog Day Afternoon. Oh. What is going on?
0: Yeah,
3: there's so much
2: happening. <laughs>
3: Justin, Justin's <laughs> losing his shit right now. Uh, Jay, Jay ha, t- walk us through your initial thoughts of uh, how, how you feel about 3.
5: Um, yeah, 3 is about... It is better than I remembered in a lot of ways because I remember... But, but the things that I remember being bad about it are maybe even worse. <laughs> um, like, I remember the, the fight in Zion, the battle scene that takes like 40 minutes, is just unwatchable. It takes forever. Ever and it's yeah. just people screaming in these stupid, uh, you know, mechs from Avatar uh, as they shoot, you know, CG swarms of uh, robot squids. It's just, it's I just you can't even get through it's
2: it. It's relentless. Yeah. Jay, you were saying earlier how good the geography of the action scenes is in the in the kung fu fights, and I think you're absolutely right. It, and that is so good. It's kind of amazing how much they lose that absolutely. In the yeah.
3: Was, was like, that how
1: was it so bad? Was there any type of like behind the scenes strife on, on this movie? I, I can't remember. I thought they were filmed back to
3: back. I, I was legit know. about to or, ask how, how how if there was any, any sort of lore about like studio involvement and maybe them the Wachowski sort of losing their their all, all tour grip from the studio. I, I don't know if there's any stories I mean, they, like that. They would
2: go on to lose their all grip of their own accord in other moments. You know like in Jupiter Ascending and shit. Jesus, I like, forgot about that movie. But the, this I I think they were pretty much given like I don't know, yeah, I don't know a ton of behind the scenes shit about these movies. Yeah. Uh but I the we were talking before about their overexplaining tendency in some moments. The worst over explanation and one that's like almost offensive is the actress who played the Oracle died before she could finish her scenes <laughs> for both totally movies. Yeah. And they like address it in this really weird way and I think that if they had just recast the role and said nothing, like people would've would have been fine. Yeah, it would have been totally yeah. fine. And they kind of try to shoehorn like Matrix values into like the recasting, and it like f- it like feels like a little bit icky. I don't know. Like maybe I'm kind of like no. Under- I felt the same way
1: because the, even the way she said it was was kind of like, "Hey, I did all I could, and this is my punishment for yeah. betraying them." And I was like, "What a recast!" <laughs> yeah. And like,
2: and then the I don't know if this makes it better or worse or dumber or nothing, but the uh, casting director for uh, the Matrix, the actress, they. The original Oracle actress, with they, the two of them had played sisters on in a Broadway play. Oh, so that's how I found they found it They were like, "Yeah, we'll just get get this actress." So it,
1: like, for better but, or worse, that's what but happened. But then, what makes it more icky is that they kill her anyway yes. on screen. Hey, it's so <laughs> so
2: when that time you should have, okay, well now this character is like now they're like back for good. Yeah. Like, when, if a character like Fake dies and then comes back, they're not going to die again. But uh, she did, yeah. And like the whole like everybody's after like the Oracle's powers all of a sudden, like that. Like for all the ridiculous plots that are like kind of clunky and reloaded. It was weird. Smith and uh, the Merovingian asking for like the eyes of the Oracle in like back to back scenes. You're like, like wh- nobody's ever fucking talked about this before. Yeah, like, what's happening here?
1: If, if,
3: if, and the idea that that gave Smith the ability to fly. Yeah, it's, it's even like crazier. His final power unlocked, yeah.
2: like, and then it tricks him. Like, yeah.
3: like, In comedy, there's this thing called a hat on a hat, where you like stack <laughs> a joke on another joke on and it another makes joke. This,
2: every joke is, it makes the whole yeah. worse, and because it gets you kept telling.
3: It, it keeps getting muddier and muddier and more muddled and more muddled. And I feel like both thematically and just the action, the, the visual logic of this movie, is, becomes almost impossible to follow. Where it's like yeah. there's a war, a, war a war on top of a war on top of a war on top of a spiritual or philosophical message on top of another that they, they what they did so expertly in the first two was uh, unpack them in a way that made sense or it was leading to a bigger truth yeah. in an eternal truth where i feel like they get halfway there with all of these different philosophies here i i don't know if I if that's a misreading no no jay- i think
2: that's a good point they get they get halfway there on so many things that this the sum of everything ends up just not being exactly it, it loses the magic yeah how do
3: you feel about the overarching philosophy of, of this one jay as far as them, uh the Wachowskis trying to tie together this, this uh, yeah, overarching philosophy of, of the trilogy. I think it ultimately comes together in the final
5: bit with Neo and Smith. The idea that you know when Neo says. Uh, when Smith has this whole monologue, which by the way, they, again, great delivery. I remembered every single line in that monologue it, the way he mom, says he, it.
2: It's so good, but like the he's so good, the actual writing of those scenes is a little questionable in terms of like when he's like
5: literally yeah. like the action had to be like Smith flies through the air,
2: screams and you're like <laughs> and he's, he's going like <laughs> it sounds like he's legit trying to power up and you're like, okay, like thank god this is Hugo weaving because if it were somebody who wasn't as good yeah. this would be a fucking faceplant of a fight but it's so uh, you you're right he he fucking it's a testament to how well they've done like building the relationship between those two characters yeah. that they can <clears throat> that they can bring it home even though you just watched that dog shit
5: fight <laughs> <laughs> No totally yeah it's like I, I the idea that you know why do you fight because I choose to? That's like the key moment of the whole franchise is mm. Neo embracing, you know, embracing real choice, not even like, you know, when the architect in the second one is talking to him about how choice is what destroys the matrix every cycle, because humans have any offers Neo this choice of you can reset the matrix or you can go save Trinity. And the idea that they ultimately come to is that that's kind of a false, like that's not free will someone Mm -hmm. offering you two paths because those two paths are predetermined by the person who's giving it to you right that's not actual choice so neo by choosing you know (laughs) that's you know by choosing the third way by (laughs) choosing his own destiny um is able to actually create a a real solution um yeah like i think that that ultimately comes together but it is so so muddled through like this this middle third of this movie
2: yeah (laughs) yeah it's hard
5: The the movie's, like, fullest,
2: on-the-nosest swing is that neo literally bec- like it there's they they really bring this eye metaphor into the third movie big yes, time, neo god. Like literally become yeah literally god blinded which yeah. actually looked a lot more grotesque than than i remembered it being it's uh, very grotesque yeah. and like there's like when he's like hugging trinity and they're talking it's just like a locked off shot of like this ugly motherfucker's like blinded ass face i forget you,
1: you sometimes forget that these movies are rated r but this movie is very <laughs> rated r oh, yeah yeah
2: yeah uh the also one of the biggest Christ moments ever on film when they send the surge of energy into Neo's body. Oh, (laughs) God. Not only does Neo's body basically become a cross of light, but it also grows like massive angel wings of fucking fire yeah it's so it's so it's lost lost the plot yeah it's, <laughs>
1: yeah i think jay's
2: right that they bring it home between those two characters but that zion fight is like it's limping over the finish line and then
1: essentially i would have loved it if it had been not in zion half the movie but i would have loved it if it had been agent smith specifically saying okay this is my army versus your army like, yeah. I, think that the, yeah. I think that what gets lost in these movies is that a lot of people don't know who the central antagonist is yeah. and Smith says it's not, it's not me yeah. I'm against everything that the actual bad guys are, are for yeah. I'm doing this for me and it's like so you have two characters who are free will so who do you have to care about Like I shouldn't hate Smith the only yeah. reason I hate him is because he's killing people that I like
2: I, they kind of sell it as like I don't know if I'm using this terminology quite properly, but like Smith ends up being like chaotic evil because he yeah. wants to destroy everything. Yeah. And so Neo's like, I'll at least go to the lawful evil guys and be like, like. Like it's like going to Two Face being like, I'll get rid of the Joker just so like we can be we can have like, a regular ass crime, yeah. and not like a crazy person running around. <laughs> yeah. And that's
1: like, what he does. Like that's his, his ultimate sacrifice is basically forming a peace treaty. Yeah, just so they can stop Agent Smith from fucking everything up because yeah. he's the he's the mean baby that's shitting all over the floors. But I think that if you would have just like if they would have just from the moment said, "Hey, Agent Smith is the guy." That's all you gotta worry about. The rest of these red shirts and shit don't matter. Like, I, I think the central the central conflict, has, as it's always been in the first movie, is Smith versus Neo. Yeah. Uh, Neo's love for Trinity is being directly, you know, in the path of the, the you know, his battle against his battle Smith, against Smith yeah. you know?
2: It's because, like, they, like, Smith ends up being, like, structurally even the obvious villain. Like, the final fight is. Absolutely, Smith, yeah. But they undercut that by spending this fight in zion that they've like kind of written themselves into having out of necessity you had to but have like
3: your, they wrote the, themselves into a corner. yeah so you're <clears> like <throat> well,
2: it's 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 like they it's like uh you know the lord of the rings problem where like it just you're like how many i thought the big thing happened yeah like i
1: thought the ending i thought the ending i thought it ended yeah
2: right? <laughs> and it they again it gets there but it's
1: yeah it's tough. I, I actually don't like Lawrence Fishburne in this one.
2: Uh, he, he's kind of like... Uh, he looks tired as shit. He looks tired and <laughs> yeah. he, he's kind of like limited to just being like...
1: Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. yeah Neo exactly, did it again. Exactly, like, <laughs>
2: like, like staring off into space and being like... like doesn't he literally say like... Thank you, Neo, wherever you are. Yes. Like, like, come on, man. Like, that's,
3: that's like, don't
1: say. That's even worse like, to him. And I think Reload is saying, he is the one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what are you saying, it? You've known you know he's this. the one <laughs> since
3: two movies ago, yeah. and you're still like surprised by your own discovery. Uh, how do you feel about the ending, though? It's like simultaneously nihilistic and hopeful.
0: It's maddening. Yeah, <laughs> it's,
3: uh. it's, uh, but I feel like the Wachowskis traffic in that, and it really, Profound way most of the time. Yeah. Uh, Jay, do you have any thoughts of how it sticks the landing or doesn't stick the landing?
2: Well, Eric, are you talking about the actual, like, when the
5: Oracle and Architect are like, breaking it
2: down yeah. at the end? Yes. So the Ending, ending.
3: Ending, ending, yeah.
5: It is saccharin in a way that the Wachowskis like. They would get more saccharin like after this movie. Yeah. I don't think you really thought of them as really sappy filmmakers while they were making the Matrix movies. No. No. But then when you get to like Speed Racer and Cloud Atlas and Jupiter Ascending, which I all you know, I like all those movies. Yeah, we
2: actually but they, fucking love Cloud. Uh, not, I love Cloud Atlas, but uh, Speed, Speed Racer we love over here. One of
1: yeah. the greatest movies. Oh of all yeah. Time.
5: <laughs> Great movie. Yeah, and you you start to think of them over time as more like, you know, filmmakers who really get in their feelings and like really get deeply uh, you know emotional and you really feel these mo- and you don't think of the Matrix that way except for this final moment when like the little girl makes a
1: sunset as a tribute to Neo. Yes. <laughs> it's like, All
0: right, take it down a notch yeah. that's okay <laughs> that's amazing
1: uh, so Matrix Revolutions uh, do we keep this one in the video store Not. I'm going to say no I, I, I don't think it stuck, stuck the landing at all
3: yeah it's it's interesting because of this 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 tome you know this is a master work that requires all three parts to feel whole I, I still think like if I it, think the matrix stands on its own the matrix yes, stands yes, on it absolutely does, it absolutely does. <laughs> but like this is like a grand work like an architect you know fi- final creation like laid before us you know it's like I would feel wrong stripping it of three uh, of, of revolutions but even if it just ended after Reloaded I feel like there's enough there's enough (laughs) (laughs) there's (laughs) enough enough hope and and philosophically sound you know um, threads tied together that I could be fine if three never existed honestly and I I, there are moments I truly enjoy in revolutions honestly but it's hard it's tricky
2: I would keep it in but I don't like I would probably end up watching like matrix and then reloaded and then be like I watch a different franchise now. What you said about like it feeling necessary, yeah, and I, I, I like a lot of it, yeah. Uh, even though again, a lot of it fucking sucks, uh, but I think it is is necessary in there. But uh, I, it, like thinking about it, like the trilogy overall does get there for me, but sure, and I like Reloaded a lot, but I think the first one it's is per- among the literally like among the best movies ever yeah. made.
3: Yeah, even even though we've we've lost the. The language of being red pilled to the worst human beings on earth, uh, <laughs> that w- I wish they would get sentineled to hell. Um, yeah, it's still like it's a, it's, a, it's a fabric, it is part of the fabric of not just pop culture, but just like cult- culture proper. <laughs> it's, it's so
2: good. Can we, we have to just rewind to Do can can, can you, you can, oh, yeah, I can. Uh,
4: revolutions? Mm, uh, I agree with Eric for the most part. Like, I feel like even though this is clearly the worst film, yeah. Like, if you're gonna do a trilogy, and as big as this like trilogy was, the swings take. Like you takes. kind of have to yeah. but If
1: we- you told someone that uh-huh. who never seen The Matrix before, the trilogy before, didn't even know it had one, if if someone born in fucking 2003 or some shit just watched The Matrix, there's nothing
4: else after this. They think
1: it, it was will, great. Yeah, it <laughs> would still work
3: me.
4: It would absolutely work.
3: But no. I
0: would
4: be the person who would recommend the second one as yeah. well. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I like the second one that much. Yeah, I feel like you, there's these
2: ghosts. Uh, no, I you fuck have the mean, ghosts. <laughs> then you, Jay, have do you, you, you keep you keep
5: revolutions in your
2: in your video store.
5: I mean, it's hard. It's it's really hard because, like you say, the Matrix one is like a all-time classic. Mm. Uh, Reloaded is, I think, pretty great. And then, like, if you just take it out of the context of one of the best movies ever made, and a really good sequel. I think it's fine. I think it's, you know, you would say, "Oh, well, that war stuff was kind of lame," but there was some good stuff in there. But it's hard. I, I would, I would probably not. I think I would say I'm comfortable with just the first two. All right, so that's, that's, that's awesome. Three against and two for,
2: So nice. revolutions yeah, is, is booted. Fucking win, bruh. Can we can we just say maybe the most like one of the most iconic moments in this entire franchise that we can overlook is the cat deja vu moment in the first one yes it's so good that they completely get how deja vu works like wrong and, and, and it's still an iconic scene like, it's a glitch in the matrix yeah like, like okay what if you see something and then you immediately see the same thing right after no one has ever called that deja vu before yeah. deja vu is like an extremely weird like neurological reaction where something is happening and you're like Oh, did yeah. I, like, have, like, a premonition about this happening? Like, I feel like I've been here. It is not a literal <laughs> repetition of events seconds <laughs> later. Yeah. That, that's not what Deja was at all. And it's so fucking awesome. And, like, it just, it, yeah. it's such an iconic scene. And they just completely misuse a common term. Yeah. I love it. But we just took, we just rolled with it, right? Yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Right, yeah. yeah. uh, what
0: so
5: I
4: love about, ab- thing thing I love
5: about that moment, it's really funny out of context. I saw a clip of it a couple months ago just... Taken out of the movie, he says it in this very nonchalant way, like "Whoa, déjà vu." And then it cuts to Trinity and Morpheus doing the dramatic head turn. There's like a whoosh sound effect.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah it's like at the same time we get a classic Keanu "Whoa" moment, and yeah. then yeah, and then yeah, that that extreme zoom in on a dolly, uh, <laughs> <and> it, <laughs> da, dolly <laughs> shot of yeah, Carrie ann Moss and, and Lawrence Fishburne. Like the world just collapsed. Yeah, oh uh, Cam, were you? Were you, yeah, Cam, would you just, no, no, never mind, never mind. Never uh, mind. Uh, Jay, before we let you go. um I know we talked off Mike about this. Did you have any more to say uh, as far as the um, the the journey as uh, the Wachowskis as trans directors? Did 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 we touch on everything you wanted to as far as how um, revolutions deals with that as well?
5: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's mostly in the setup that we see in the first one. I feel like, yeah. but also I think that you know, I haven't watched these movies since coming out myself mm-hmm. so it's kind of it's. I'm still kind of unpacking how uh, the, the the sequels especially kind of deal with that I think there's certainly a lot to think about with how the way Neo wins is by letting himself be sublimated and then destroying Smith from the inside out he could mm-hmm. do it twice I guess because yeah. he does it in the first one too um, Smith is so but yeah. stupid <laughs> oh, Smith is really stupid <laughs> oh,
4: sorry Jay I didn't I didn't <laughs> <laughs> No,
5: but yeah, I mean, these are. I think I think it's mostly you see it in the first one, and then it kind of it falls to the wayside as the ideas become more about uh, free freedom of choice and free will, and it, like I said, as as kind of the philosophy of the of the films gets more focused. Um, but no, like this is, like I said at, at, up top, like it's very clear in retrospect that this, this these movies are made by trans filmmakers, and it's like kind of crazy that it took them coming out for people to see that. Yeah, because it's so. At least to me, so obvious.
3: Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful thing. Uh, it's
5: kind of a testament just to how much that
2: wasn't discussed at the time, like how like yeah. in the '90s culture, like that wasn't a thing. Yeah, like, it's good. It's, it's it's bizarre.
3: Yeah, truly. Uh, well, Jay, I, I think that wraps it up for yeah. us. Uh, we can't thank you enough for even taking the time to on a Sunday to talk with a bunch of nerds. Where can we find <laughs> you at? Where can we find you on the interwebs? Yeah, plug some stuff.
5: I'm on Twitter at J underscore Rosenfield. You can find links to all my writing and stuff. I have a Patreon to support my writing. Uh, you can read all my – I'm doing a whole recap series about Twin Peaks The Return. Having a lot of fun with that. Fuck well,
3: yeah. Um, yeah. Yep, and on Letterboxd where you're under siege from Marvel Bros, and we, we hate to see it. I will
1: defend you. Yeah, we will <laughs> defend you. We love
5: We love Letterboxd.
1: So. <laughs>
5: It's really like that scene with Neo and all those—the the fight in the park. That's oh God! <laughs> <laughs>
1: what, what do you mean this isn't a franchise movie? Yeah. Disney made it. <laughs> but uh, as always, thank you guys for listening to Late Fees. If you want to find us, you can find us at RNC Radio Live. Of course, we have our in-game recap, uh, which aired with me, Cam, and Pat. Uh, Earlier this week, you can listen to as well. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm pretty sure everyone in the fucking world has at this point. Uh, We also have uh, RSPN and The A-Show and everything else on RNC Radio. Check us out on Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, everywhere where podcasts podcasts (laughs) are being listened to. Uh, and until ne- well, next time, we got the Keanu Reeves episode uh, yeah, proper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we got
3: some uh, John Wick to watch. Bill and Ted 2 versus yep. John Wick two. Yes, sir. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of <laughs> <Yeah.
1: big. laughs> full, full full theme. We're, we're full steam ahead on the, the the real fucking you know end game of the yeah. summer. John Wick three. <laughs> Parabellum. <laughs> you, you, Parabellum baby. you feel me? <laughs>
3: that is my that is my end game, baby. So. Yeah.
1: So uh, until next time, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Uh, for late fees, I'm Justin, and the video store is closed.
3: Peace
0: out. Ooh. Only human. Dodge this. <laughs>